All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your first sprint triathlon. I am the Tri-Geek Kahuna, and this is a special edition of Get Your Geek On. What I've done is put together uh, a number of clips, both from uh, movies and real life, of inspirational speeches. Uh, The Kahuna is a sucker for inspirational speeches and um, he thought uh, you might be too so this is there's plenty of testosterone in here and uh, maybe this would be good to um, put on before you go uh, do a race or go work out or just um, I don't just drive around the car so I hope you enjoy it Um, the first clip I have is from on any given Sunday with Al Pacino and he's talking about football and life is a game of inches and um, I just adore this clip, so I hope you do too. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team we're going to crumble inch by inch play by play till we're finished we're in hell right now gentlemen believe me and we can stay here get the shit kicked out of us or we can fight our way back into the light we can climb out of hell one inch at a time Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, Life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for 
when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that inch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? That was good, wasn't it? Al Pacino in On Any Given Sunday. The next clip, uh, let's get out of the, the realm of fiction and go into uh, reality. We've got uh, Martin Luther King, I Had a Dream Speech. Uh, has zero to do with sports, but man, if it doesn't give you uh, goosebumps and get you all pumped up, uh, I don't know what will. So uh, let's have a listen to this great speech. No, we are not satisfied, and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities. Knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend, So 
So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted, and every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is a faith that I go back to the South with, with this faith. We will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. 
Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Oh man, what a great man. That speech uh, gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. Let's stick in the realm of reality and listen to Lou Holtz, who was at the time the head football coach at Notre Dame University, talking to his uh, football players before a big game. you got to believe. This school was founded on faith and on belief. I told you last week how when Notre Dame burnt down, Father Soren said the mistake we made was we didn't build it big enough. Everything here at Notre Dame has been done on faith and a commitment to excellence, a commitment to each other. The luncheon yesterday, I was asked what Notre Dame meant to me. One, it means religion. Two, it means family, where people care about you, not just because you win or because things go well, but they genuinely care. The other thing it means to me is a set of standards, a commitment. 1986, people were saying Notre Dame would never win again. We had a group of guys that wanted to win but didn't know how. Then we progressed to the point where we had a group of guys that wanted to win, knew how to win. Then we progressed to the point where we have a group of guys that know how to win, but sometimes we don't always exhibit it. And that's a thing in the past. We're not going out and defending anything. We're going out to fight for it, to compete for it. Nobody gives you anything in this world. The people can give you money and give you wealth and give you fame. The one thing nobody in this world can give you, men, is respect. The self-respect you have for yourself, the way you play the game, and the way you believe, the way you do things. This is a game of respect. You are Notre Dame. You are special. But you represent Notre Dame. You represent everybody that came before you and everybody that will come after you. At Notre Dame, there's a spirit. The spirit is something that's within you. You got to listen to that spirit. You got to fight for it. You got to believe it. All right, let's stick with the football theme and listen to a clip from the movie Friday Night Lights. Well, it's real simple. You got two more quarters, and that's it. Now, most of you have been playing this game for ten years, and you got two more quarters. And after that, most of you will never play this game again as long as you live. Now, you all have known me for a while, and for a long time now, you've been hearing me talk about being perfect. Well, I want you to understand something. 
to me, being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. It's not about winning. It's about you and your relationship to yourself and your family and your friends. Being perfect is about being able to look your friends in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. And that truth is is that you did everything that you could. There wasn't one more thing that you could have done. Can you live in that moment as best you can with clear eyes and love in your heart? With joy in your heart. If you can do that, gentlemen, then you're perfect. I want you to take a moment and I want you to look each other in the eyes. I want you to put each other in your hearts forever because forever is about to happen here in just a few minutes. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about Booby Miles who is your brother and he would die to be out there on that field with you tonight and I want you to put that in your hearts boys my heart is full my heart's full Ivory Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those who trespass against us. It is not in this age, but deliver us from evil. For thy kingdom, our Lord, and the resurrection. All right, here's another movie film clip that will give you goosebumps. It's uh, Denzel Washington playing the coach in Remember the Titans. Anybody know what this place is? This is Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field. Fighting the same fight and we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here, it's painted red, bubbling with the blood of young boys, smoke, and hot lead pouring right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, man. I killed my brother with Malice in my heart, hatred, destroyed my family. You listen. Take a lesson from the dead. If we don't come together right now on this hollow ground, we too will be destroyed. 
just like they were. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you will learn to play this game like men. All right, now for two speeches from the Kuna's favorite movie, Hoosiers. Uh, the first speech is right before uh, the semifinal game of this small Indiana basketball team uh, for the state championship, and then the second speech is before the big championship game against a huge school. And it includes the um, Kahuna's favorite line, which is um, something like, let's, let's win it for all the small schools who couldn't be here. All right, let's take a listen. There's a um, condition in tournament play. Not talk about the next step until you've climbed the one in front of you. I'm sure going to the state finals is beyond your wildest dreams, so let's just keep it right there. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Okay? Before their top player is Boyle, number 15. He uh, averages about 20 points a game. Buddy, you got to stick right with him. No inside penetration, shut down those passing lanes. And you got to play tough off those boards. Negate their height advantage. Hickory, it's time to take the floor. I'll get free. Okay. Uh, we're way past big speech time. Huh? I want to thank you for the last few months. It's been very special for me. Anybody have anything they want to say? Yeah. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. I want to win for my dad. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Thank you. With God of Heaven, it is all one. To deliver with a great multitude or a small company. For the victory of battle standeth not in the multitude of hosts, but strength cometh from heaven. And David put his hand in the bag and took out a stone and slung it. And it struck the Philistine on the head, and he fell to the ground. Amen. Amen.
I love you guys. All right, for those of you who don't know, uh, Hoosiers was based on a true story about a small town Indiana team that uh, won the state championship, basketball championship in Indiana, um, and just pulled off a huge miracle. This next set of clips is from, uh, based on a true story, another miracle, Miracle on Ice, the 1980 uh, United States hockey team in the Olympics. And they beat the um, Soviet Union at the height of the Cold War, and if you're not a sports fan or you're a little bit young, it was the equivalent of, let's say, a, um, a uh, NBA All-Star team losing to a high school basketball team. It was just, uh, it was an upset of unimaginable proportions, and it was led by this coach named Herb Brooks, and he's played by um, um, Russ, uh, fudge, was it? Kurt Russell in the movie. So let's take a listen to these clips. Look, I can give you all a load of crap about how you're a better team than they are, but that's exactly what it would be. And everyone in this room knows what people are saying about our chances. I know it. You know it. But I also know there is a way to stay with this team. You don't defend them. You attack. You take their game and you shove it right back in their face. The team that is finally willing to do this is the team that has a chance to put them down. NHL won't change their game. We will. The rest of the world is afraid of them. Boys, we won't be. No one has ever worked hard enough to skate with the Soviet team for an entire game. Gentlemen, we are going to work hard enough. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players. Every one of you. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. 
All right, now let's listen to the real-life words of one of the greatest coaches in history, Vince Lombardi with the Green Bay Packers. I owe most everything to football, which I've spent the greater part of my life in. And I have never lost my respect, my admiration, nor my love for what I consider a great game. And each Sunday after the battle, one group savors victory, another group lives in the bitterness of defeat, The many hurts seem a small price to pay for having won, and there's no reason at all which is adequate for having lost. The winner, to the winner, there is 100% elation, 100% laughter, 100% fun. And to the loser, the only thing left for him is a 100% resolution, a 100% determination. And it's a game, I think, a great deal like life and that it demands a man's personal commitment be toward excellence and be toward victory even though you know that ultimate victory can never be completely won yet it must be pursued with all of one's might and each week there's a new encounter each year a new challenge but all of the rings and all of the money And all of the color and all of the display, they linger only in the memory. But the spirit, the will to win, and the will to excel, these are the things that endure. And these are the qualities, of course, that are so much more important than any of the events that occasion them. And I've got to say that the quality of any man's life has got to be a full measure of that man's personal commitment to excellence and to victory, regardless what field he may be in. All right, now an inspirational clip for something that's uh, truly historic and important. This is Winston Churchill addressing the people of Britain um, right before uh, England was, was going to be attacked by the Nazis. What General Vagon has called the Battle of France is over. The battle of Britain is about to begin. Upon this battle depends the survival of Christian civilization. Upon it depends our own British life and the long continuity of our institutions and our empire. The whole fury and might of the enemy must very soon be turned on us. Hitler knows that he will have to break us in this island or lose the war. If we can stand up to him, all Europe may be freed, and the life of the world may move forward into broad, sunlit uplands. But if we fail, then the whole world, including the United States, including all that we have known and cared for, will sink into the abyss of a new dark age, made more sinister and perhaps more protracted by the lights of perverted science. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duty. So bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say, this was their finest hour. 
All right, we're going to finish up with a speech by Ronald Reagan. This is his farewell address, and um, whatever your political persuasion, um, it, it doesn't matter because this is just a, just a great speech. Here we go. And that's about all I have to say tonight, except for one thing. The past few days when I've been at that window upstairs, I've thought a bit of the shining city upon a hill. The phrase comes from John Winthrop, who wrote it to describe the America he imagined. What he imagined was important because he was an early pilgrim, an early freedom man. He journeyed here on what today we'd call a little wooden boat. And like the other pilgrims, he was looking for a home that would be free. I've spoken of the shining city all my political life, but I don't know if I ever quite communicated what I saw when I said it. But in my mind, it was a tall, proud city built on rocks stronger than oceans, windswept, God-blessed, and teeming with people of all kinds living in harmony and peace. A city with free ports that hummed with commerce and creativity. And if there had to be city walls, the walls had doors, and the doors were open to anyone with the will and the heart to get here. That's how I saw it and see it still. And how stands the city on this winter night? More prosperous, more secure, and happier than it was eight years ago. But more than that, after 200 years, two centuries, she still stands strong and true on the granite ridge, and her glow is held steady no matter what storm. And she's still a beacon, still a magnet for all who must have freedom for all the pilgrims from all the lost places who are hurtling through the darkness toward home. All right, that's it for this special edition of Get Your Geek On. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you like this show, you might want to drop me a note just to let me know. Um, I love putting it together, but it's a lot of work, And I'll, but I'll do it again if there is popular demand. And I'd also include any audio clips that you'd send me that you find especially ins inspirational, whether they're from movies or real life um, uh, speeches or, or whatever. Um, so anyway, we're going to leave you with the theme song, at least my theme song and RoboStew's theme song for uh, Iron Man Florida 2006. And until next time, uh, we'll, be, we'll be back, uh, Iron Will and I will be back uh, Friday for another edition, regular edition of Picture Geek On. Um, I am the Trigi Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth But the words won't come out, he's choking how Everybody's choking now, the clock's run out Time's up, over, loud Snap back to reality, oh, there goes gravity Oh, there goes gravity, choke He's so mad, but he won't give up that he's he know He won't have it, he knows His whole back to these ropes, it don't matter, he's choking
king, make me king As we move toward a new world order A normal life is boring The superstar, I'm close to post-mortem It only grows harder, homie grows hotter He blows, it's all over, these hoes is all on him Coast to coast shows, he's known as the globe trotter Lonely bros got only knows he's grown father From home, he's no father He goes home and barely knows his own daughter Behold your nose, cause here goes the cold Get out.